listening to The Sister Trill with Danai and Kiveli. Hi everybody and welcome back to The Sister Trill. I'm Kiveli. And I'm Danai. And today's episode is one that we have already teased in quite a few previous episodes because it's probably the discussion about the one main area in our lives where we disagree on the most fundamentally in a way. Yeah, um, in a way, but I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, in a way, which is the, I mean, I would call it the potential value of psychedelic experiences in one's life. Yeah, I mean, we want to talk in general first about psychedelic substances, the use of psychedelic substances, but maybe it's important that we preface this by saying that um, we're mainly talking about the intentional use of psychedelic Absolutely. substances, so this not is, the party Yes, this is use. not the recreational use, yeah. this is not um, certain substances in the context of like party, hedonistic purposes. Yeah, um, so this is not like taking of, LSD at a party while this dancing. This is not that. We yeah. will do a separate episode on that as well. Yes. But this is very much psychedelic, um, the, the use of psychedelic substances in the context of spiritual experiences, in a, a context of guided meditation, in the context of doing it with a very specific intention and in the context of what often is called shamanic journeying which goes with its very own philosophy and very ritualistic practices um yeah so that that is the type of experience we are going to um talk about and exactly. of course with it the potential of psychedelic substances as right now it is being researched which is also in the context of such journeys but also for other purposes than just the way well, that I mean, we have been yeah, introduced yeah. to them but I, but i do think that that's also kind of a separate topic because yes, I mean yeah. this the that what you just mentioned is psychedelic substances being used as like medicine to treat something else that has partly nothing to do with journey. It's true, you know, but it's when not you just use it that. to treat, but for example, an, a different addiction or to treat depression. Yes, or something but it's like not that. it's not just that. I mean yeah. it, it's not it's not being experimented on just for as like therapeutic substance yeah. or to treat PTSD or depression or anything. It is also just it's also there are also experiments happening simply to see what a substance can do right. in okay. healthy people. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean like the way we would use it, not just experiments. No, 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 right, yeah. right, yeah. But I'm just saying like, it's also a very yeah. interesting area, area that, in my opinion, kind of affirms the potential value of it as I have felt about them, yeah. you know, before I even knew that this type of research existed nowadays. Um, yeah, but maybe first two things. The first thing is that we are skipping the segment of what we disagreed on this week because we actually did not spend this week together. Um, we spend it apart, but... I do want to mention something, okay? Because in the past episodes, we have been talking a lot about a disagreement where I felt like I'm always doing all the cooking in the house, and Kiveli isn't. And today, Kiveli, just without any reason, just out of the kindness of her heart, I heard you cooked something. For I me. heard you, and I just and want I to put it into action. Use this moment <laughs> to say thank you once again, and that I really appreciated that. And it wasn't part of a deal like it has been in the past. It was just. Hey, do you want me to cook something for you? I was like, oh, yes, thank you. More meals coming your way. More meals coming your way. I'm loving this whole situation. Loving it. Loving it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's right. what we agreed on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the second thing is that before we dive into this more discussion-based uh, segment that I'm sure is coming up, um, let's first maybe sort of uh, tell all of you guys how we were even introduced to this subject because I think it's quite unconventional and rare yeah. compared to, I would say, most people I've spoken to in our generation and in our kind of culture and surrounding. We were, were I would say, very lucky to be introduced to it um, in that way. Do you want to, yeah. like, say from Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we were introduced to it by a family member and he had or has <laughs> a lot of experience with this. And we before that, I would say we weren't even aware no, of this. We didn't even know it existed. All. So yeah. it's not like we had read something that piqued our curiosity and then we definitely wanted to try it. We didn't even know what this was getting into it. And one day <laughs> when we were visiting, um, we just did one of these journeys, one of these shamanic journeys, if that's what you want to call it, with... Um, well, he, he calls it medicine journeys. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, when where the drug is called a medicine. Um, and we... <laughs> Already hearing some, like, judgment <laughs> no, coming I, through. I'm just saying, because that's what it's called in yeah. the field, right? No, medicine journey, yeah, medicinal use. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's how we did it, completely, actually 
unprepared in a way, mm-hmm. not knowing what we were getting ourselves into. But of course, in that moment, we had a whole day of preparation where yeah. we were told that we had to set an intention and what this was going to be. But before that, no yeah. preparation. And that was our first time. And of course, it was very uh, intense, I would yeah. say. Yeah. A very intense first experience, as it probably always is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of uh, taken by surprise, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were, I mean, I was... 18 no I was 19 I was 19 and you were 15 and uh after that for a while we did so it was a one-time thing and then for a while we didn't do anything yeah and then also because I think that we did it and we were not aware of the entire I would say huge philosophy behind behind it it. like no we we had this kind of intense uh, first experience with it but then you know we went back to our normal lives that had absolutely no contact with all this you know shamanic and worldview that it just exactly totally felt fell fell behind yeah. in a way and then we again did it i don't know maybe two three years later something like that something like that yeah. so it was a one-time experience and then after that it became yeah yeah something um, more yeah regular. i mean i would i would like to add two things the first thing is that in that first journey you, you already mentioned our age is like 15 19 so we were especially i feel like i was in a very i would say uh classically tumultuous time in my life you know going through puberty nothing in particularly out of the ordinary, but, you know, going through puberty, dealing with all the self-worth issues that go with that, with the insecurities, with questions of, you know, identity and who I am and all these type of things. So I would say for me, although I was already aware of the fact that the experience was a profound one when I had it, I think that in retrospect, when I, you know, came back to um, reflecting on my upbringing and like turning points and what uh, events influence what behavior, what habits, what characteristics, I've become even more aware of how pivotal it kind of was and how it did push me in a very positive direction. It pushes around, it nudged me in a very positive direction in ways that I wasn't even aware of until I Mm -hmm. reflected upon them many years later. Maybe it's also important uh, to say that part of this shamanic use of uh, psychedelic drugs is that you set the intention first, then you have the journey or trip or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And then afterwards, the day after, there's something called the integration round Mm -hmm. where you basically reflect on what you experienced or saw or felt Mm -hmm. and then talk about or just think about how you want to integrate this into your everyday life. And the integration round is actually what's the most important part of the journey because this is what you mentioned, what you take with you. Out of it is not just supposed to yeah. be a fun trip. I mean, the, but something exactly, that's going to help. Exactly. Yeah, the, the way we the way we uh, did it, I think uh, we can give some background that that family member studied and learned from many different figures within that field. I would say he had mainly two influences. One was a more, I would say, traditional tribal influence. The way it's done, like. Uh, in a more, I would say, historic, archaic way, how it was used. This what this particular tribe, as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, was also um, a tribe that did it with no medicinal use. Right. So it was yeah. shamanic journeying through the more, I would say, old school ways that are much more, I would say, also labor intensive. Um, where Basically, you re- pure meditation. Yes, where you reach yeah. the altered state, uh, alternate states of consciousness through things like um, sensory deprivation, food deprivation, um, water deprivation, uh, darkness, um, intense exercise, things like that. So that was, I would say, one big Mm -hmm. influence um, that that family member had. And then the other big influence was, I would say, a more Western type influence because he had the chance to learn from, I would say, one of the most uh, pioneering figures in the, I would say, psychedelic movement since the 60s, which was Ralph Metzner, who has since passed. Um, and I, I would say that probably he's the one that passed on this very structured journey method mm-hmm. that definitely resembles, I would say, the type of journeys that would have happened in the more tribal, um, archaic, historic context. But definitely, I would say, gave it like a bit of a structure that, you know, us non-spiritual uh, folk yeah. can um, can follow in an easier way. Yeah. And maybe to give that structure, then I already touched upon it before, but I think that that structure is very important in the subsequent discussion. So 
And first of all, there are three things that are very important to be uh, taken into consideration. The first thing is the setting, so the place you do it, and that it has to be a place where you feel safe, a place where you feel that you can let go, and also a place that kind of, you know, enhances your feeling of it being a special atmosphere. The, kind of like a sacred A, a sacred space. space. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, that family member that we did it with had a temple in his garden that was constructed specifically for this purpose. So obviously checked all those points. <laughs> and then the, the second aspect is probably what also that family me- member mentioned is the least interesting one, like the most variable and most, most insignificant one is the, the medicine um, the way, like the tool with which you are going to end up reaching the expanded consciousness or the alternate state of consciousness that every shamanic journey I would say has in common. I mentioned before some of the more extreme non-substance uh, related ways that this can happen. Of course, there are also other ways. Music is definitely one that um, works as well. But in this case, and of course, the one that we are also going to talk about, it's a substance and that substance can be adjusted according to your intention, according to which part of yourself you want to be specifically in tune with during the journey. Um, and then the third aspect, probably the most important one, is set. And set is you yourself. So if you yourself are not in a state of mind or in a psychological state where you want to go on this journey, it's not advisable to do so because the most like influential aspect of it all is you yourself. So these three things are um, kind of, you know, uh, connect (laughs) and the setting, the set and the medicine. And then um, how the journey starts is that after this introduction where, you know, you're being uh, made aware of these three aspects, um, you set your intention. Afterwards, you take the medicine take the substance and then um, you lie down. That's how it's traditionally done. And then the person that guides the journey, there is always a guide of the journey. Very important. Someone who also, you know, is kind of the responsible and not, figure. Not only a guide, but ideally, this is at least how our first experience was. There's the guide and then there's a facilitator mm-hmm. who's in charge of every person's yes. journey yeah yeah i mean in a in an ideal scenario especially if it's the first time it's exactly good. It, it adds extra safety which basically means that this person is there to just help you get through yeah. it or you know answer any questions that you might have or any yeah concerns or exactly anything like exactly. that and and then maybe also pose some important questions that might help you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know yeah develop your th- uh, yes. thought process yes yes and um and then you go through a first round of guided meditation where traditionally now we can mention afterwards that that was not how our first journey went <laughs> <laughs> but traditionally you uh lie down in silence and um you know, are taken um, in through this guided meditation to kind of start your thought process. The guided meditation very often deals with, I would say, very metaphorical and um, kind of, it it paints pictures that are very good tools to start to connect them to like psychological truths about yourself. And there are all types of guided meditations, Mm -hmm. many, many different ones. Um, For example, we were talking about this today. There's the regression journey where you kind of go backwards in life until the moment where you were born, then before you were born in the womb, then when you were conceived, then potentially, if you want to believe in that, when mm-hmm. your soul was somewhere else mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. this, then there are, all, but there, that's not the only one. There are yeah, many, there are many, types. many different types. Yeah. And I would say a good guide usually knows who the journey is for and is going to adjust the story to the, uh, to the participants, mm-hmm. obviously. And so then you go through this round of guided meditation. It's usually about an 45 minutes to an hour, I think, something like that. And then it's like a first little break time where, you know, you can go to the bathroom, usually you you will be drinking a lot of water because um, the substance often creates like thirst. (laughs) So you drink a lot of water and, um, and you know, you go to the bathroom, you can walk around a bit. Usually it's still very silent. Then you go to a, through a second round of meditation. Now in that break, there is the option of um, taking a booster, um, booster medication. um, If you feel like, you know, it's good for the journey. This is often also, you know, done in consultation with the guide. So the guide comes to you, asks you and also judges whether it's right for you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then you do go uh, through a second round of meditation. Usually, it's a different story, and and then you can either again break and do a third round of meditation. That's if it's a very long journey, or you stop after two, and then the like last round is a more open round where you know yeah. you can start talking to the other participants. Usually. 
like especially the way we've done it the other participants are very close friends or family members yeah. so you know you talk to the people that are very close to you who are important to you anyway where you're okay to open up exactly yeah. but of course this also exists in a setting with strangers which we have never done we have done it once where, where we it wasn't like strangers strangers with, yeah, the, yeah. with the just acquaintances acquaintances yeah, and stuff yeah, right yeah. and I fo- thought it was very interesting like I don't necessarily think it's less valuable or less comfortable mm-hmm. with, than with only people you know very yeah. well but yeah so in any case and then um you it opens that you can talk the guide also comes to you and kind of speaks to you a bit because obviously you're still under the like in this alternate state of consciousness state of mind um maybe we should mention that during that day you haven't eaten anything after around one or exactly two to make sure that the medicine hits you in the right way because if you have a big steak lying in your yeah. stomach it might start working two hours later or you exactly. might think it's not working or then it's suddenly going to work extremely uh, strongly yeah so So, and and after that like third open uh, last round where you start talking like at some point the guide also says okay like when everyone is kind of back into the more normal state of consciousness and everyone eats a soup or just something that's really nourishing something that feels good that's warm usually a soup Um, usually a soup yeah yeah. then um, everyone sleeps in the place well not Sometimes actually in the place of the journey, like in the temple, but you can also just, but the important thing is like no one leaves and drives home that evening. (laughs) And the next morning, it's the integration round where everyone gathers around um, the altar again. So in the middle of the, the, that sacred space, there's um, often an altar that, um, that, that just has certain objects also enhances the atmosphere that has like, you know, purpose and meaning to it. um, And also kind of focuses the energy, if you will. And uh, again, you gather on the altar, everyone describes what they saw, their experiences and how that, that, that which they saw relates to the intention that they set the day earlier. And then the most important thing tries to integrate that exactly. into their lives in which the of course is a task for the subsequent weeks months and years so yeah. the this is like the journey is not just oh, this incredible so experience I mean, but it's what it's supposed to be is actually everything geared towards that integration round and the takeaway that you take from it and then help you exactly in the so future. Yeah. this is like a, a description i'd say a yeah. super fair description of what it is of what it is and exactly and i think that you know, this episode is not to talk about what it is. I think this is now very clear. This yeah. episode is actually to talk about our different perspectives. Exactly. And so what, what ended up happening is that after um, we did have this experience once together, and it, as we said, like, you know, then it kind of went to the back of our heads because we weren't really immersed in that type of culture. Then a couple of years later, we were again with that family member. We did it again. And um, and after that, I would say what started happening is in the beginning, I just felt like, ah, you know, it is a valuable thing. So whenever... I have the potential, you know, to do it because, it, I mean, whenever it would have been like, it was like a one or twice, once or twice a year situation. Actually, at that yeah. point, maximum of once a year, I was like interested in, in engaging yeah. in this experience. And you were already very skeptical of it. You were like, I don't, mm. it's not for me. I don't want to do it. And now I would say that another five or six years later, I feel like it's a really, really valuable um tool or experience to have in order to make sure or to to help you know your yeah to give your life good direction a good orientation mm-hmm. and um and i think that if you do it responsibly and we can discuss what i feel means responsibly that it can actually enhance your life a lot and you have more gone into the direction of it's not for me and yeah, yeah. i mean uh, for me personally generally this whole concept as we described I don't find it like a a bad thing, you know, at all. And if someone asked me, you know, I'm thinking of doing a shamanic journey, should I yes or no? I would never say no. As opposed to if someone asked me, you know, should I try, I don't know. uh, Cocaine. Cocaine, I would Mm -hmm. say no, (laughs) right? So uh, I would never say no. I would totally say, you know, this can be a very valuable experience. And I see it as a very valuable experience. And the the especially the first journey i would say this one that we had um definitely had an impact on me of mm-hmm. course and um i did that journey with my boyfriend at the time my first serious boyfriend and we were talking about it the entire year afterwards always keep mentioning it and everything um so when i now when i say you know i'd rather not do it it's not because i don't like it as the concept as such it's because i personally believe that 
I can get to the conclusions that I would get to with a journey through methods that are far more effective and better for me and that I believe uh, in more. So, for example, conventional therapy. And mm-hmm. One of the favorite examples that I've been told repeatedly by Kiveli or other people from the family is um, a journey is like squeezing 10 therapy sessions into one Mm -hmm. because you get insights that are very far uh, down along the road Mm -hmm. let's say and uh, you would need to it would be the equivalent of going to your therapist 10 times and slowly getting to that insight Mm -hmm. and then you have it and um, what I also hear very often is it's like you can see where you're going to go and it's going to help you to then put in the work to get there Mm -hmm. for me personally I'm someone who very much believes in you, you see something when you are ready to see it and you get the reward when you have put in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this reminds me of our equipment discussion. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I believe that, you know, when you uh, go on a mountain, the way you're really going to enjoy the view is if you walk mm-hmm. onto that mountain mm-hmm. and not if you take the lift, for example. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. me, the journey is like taking the lift. Yes, the view is going to be beautiful. Yes, you're going to see the same thing. But if you've walked for one hour or two hours, Mm -hmm. you're going to enjoy it and feel it in such a different way. Yeah, but the journey, I would say, is not that much taking the lift uh, rather than walking. The journey, I would say, is you're on the path and then there are two paths in front of you and you're not sure which one to take. And then you do the journey and it shows, it illustrates which path you need to take in order to then work for that mountaintop view. Right. But I mean, that's how I see it. Yeah. And I think, I think it's very, of course, this is the same, same thing that, for example, therapy does. That's not, you know, sped up therapy. That's just, okay, deciding or, you know, making serious choices in life. But the whole thing mm-hmm. that we're mm-hmm. always talking about is that the journey is stronger than therapy because well, it's yeah, faster. Because, no, and, 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 I, and I would say also... It comes completely from yourself, you know? There mm-hmm. is no outside influence. I mean, by the way, I think that for me, like, I, yes, we always say that it's like many different therapy sessions yeah, yeah, in yeah. one because it's so much quicker. And But for me, I've never really felt like it's a therapy replacement type of thing. Right. I've always felt that those two things are very different, you know? Mm-hmm. Therapy is more like, you know, this nitty gritty getting, uh, you know, g- getting a handle on your bad habits, you know, yeah. making small adjust- adjustments of perspective and maybe a year later. But, you know, also within therapy, every time you get, you know, it's, I think in a way well, how I imagine, I mean, I should mention I've never been to therapy, but how I imagine <laughs> therapy is, and I mean, I know you have, so maybe you could tell me is that, you know, the psychologist offers many different uh, perspectives and then you resonate with one and that one kind of, you know, gives you wings to fly in a way, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess it it very much depends. This yeah. can happen, but sometimes you just talk about something and and the therapist just, you know, asks a question that, that is yeah. asked in the way that you suddenly know the answer. Right, you exactly. Know, right. Yeah, like yeah. But so, I mean, that is also, I mean, it also works partly on like an epiphany moment type mm-hmm. thing, you know? Yeah. And for me, what a journey does is not that much, you know, replace that hard work. What it does is it gives you for the really difficult things in life, you know? I mean, you're not going to waste a journey on being like, oh, you know, I want to start drinking three more liters of water a day. How can I do that? You know, right. it's more the really existential questions. Yeah. You're going to use that to, I would say, create clarity to why, you know, certain things are the way they are that make you unhappy. And but that's the same reason why you would go to therapy, for the real existential Yeah, but it's questions. more this, like, this initial aha moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that one definitely does not exclude the other. Yeah. I think what therapy does is it different, it, like, it, it influences you in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's less, I would say, momentarily inspiring and more like, you know, a good friend that yeah. helps you through the nitty-gritty. I, I, agree, I, agree, I agree with what you're saying, that it's different. And I think that this is also one of the things where you know the intention is always there to make it this great thing and to use it responsibly and everything but I feel like within that mm-hmm. many people that mean well suddenly get lost sure. and, and if you are someone and of course yes we know people like that mm-hmm. who uh, totally still says yes this is one thing this is the other thing that's different but you know we also know people mm-hmm. that then suddenly for example would very much need therapy <laughs> and then just right. suddenly decide Absolutely. that this no, has replaced everything and yeah, yeah. and then suddenly nothing really 
make sense anymore and it's also not like they're getting big insights or acting on them or absolutely being but i mean that is the same for so many like people like the more effective and the more i would say special something is in our lives the easier it is to abuse so obviously all these things like the fact that But People could you could was, abuse it? Could you for me abuse? doesn't justify not yeah, implementing it in course. my life. No, because I, I know I, I wouldn't abuse But it. But could you abuse therapy? Absolutely. I mean, in the sense that you go to therapy again and again and again and learn nothing. I mean, we also know people But that are like... But that's not abusing. Okay, then it's pointless. Yeah, but in a way, that's what you mean with the with with the journey that you know it's you just do it and it's pointless. You get no insight from it. Yeah, you can't go to therapy that, again and again and again and get no insight from it because you refuse to actually do the work. But I mean, it's a bit different because you also get a fun little trip out of it. I mean, yeah, with but, the but and but the thing with the fun little trip is that's where I would say like it's not like the fun little trip out of it. That's not the way I would see it. I agree. Like, I agree. I'm just saying that. I feel like the danger is there. I know that you don't see it like that. Yeah. And no, I, I would, I mean, I would and, never and again, put you but, into that category. But I would say, I mean, I have actually had the opposite experiences with journeys. That people that have done it, that have characteristic tendencies towards abusing mm-hmm. other substances for hedonistic purposes. I mean, the classic would be like uh, chronic weed smokers, people mm-hmm. that smoke weed every day and have therefore completely lost orientation in their lives. You know, not that there isn't a functional way to smoke weed. It's not something for me. I've never really gravitated to that. Um, but that's definitely not it, you know, yeah. like the, the daily um, to shut off before I go to bed smoking, mm-hmm. you know. So I've done things like journeys with people like that. And what has actually ended up happening because the experience is so profound and confronts you with your truthful and honest self, it has actually discouraged irresponsible behavior yes, but, subsequently but, but, and not encourage it, which is often, I would say, um, maybe like what, what people would assume that, you know, oh, wow, give someone who is already like addicted to weed something stronger, they're just going to get addicted to the stronger thing. That's not what actually ends up yeah, happening. But, but for these people, they did it once, maybe twice, and they also don't have access to doing this again. So I feel like that also plays an important role because the people I'm talking about very much do have access mm-hmm. to it and are also people that are prone to, you know, using substances. Right. And for them, weed, whatever it is, and for them, they they totally abuse it. And for me, it was one of these uh, aha moments, but to the negative, yeah. um, that I had in one of the journeys. It was not the first one. It was maybe the third or fourth. I don't remember, but mm-hmm. um, it was that New Year's Eve mm-hmm. journey. And... That person, very specifically, came into the temple and I remember this, like, jumped around and was, like, kind of jumping on someone and, like, oh, my God, this is so fun, right? And was, like, oh, my God, it's so great. And I saw that and I just thought, like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you doing? And the same person preaches... Yeah. All these things. I mean, in in, in, in in defense of that person, but I mean, you are generally very skeptical of like over sh- over showing enthusiastic no, things. No, but I mean, it wasn't that can... at all. No, it was like it was fun in the sense of this feels good. That's what it was. You know, and you, it feels so good. It's fun. Da, da, da. And you know, I was just thinking like. Is this the intention, I mean, thinking about look, reflection look, 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 I mean, I understand what you're trying to, to, to imply and I don't actually remember that specific situation. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't ring a bell, but... I can I can totally see that like a type of person that you know uh, is very like enthusiastic about this world is going to say wow you know this is so fun like the fact that we're all here together experiencing yeah. this very special thing having said that I absolutely don't deny that there is a lot of actual abuse of this process going on you know yeah. not just ones that you say like you know people overusing it but obviously also people that use it like journey guides that then use it to like you know initiate massive sexual orgies you know mm-hmm. and things like that obviously that is a total possibility but what i'm saying is not you know also like uh, i would say judging the practice as a whole and trying to say like oh you know everyone should do it no, you're saying but it i'm has saying potential. it as, as a potential yeah. i'm saying it also like i find it valuable for myself and i find it valuable for if i suggest it to you for example it's because yeah. i know that you wouldn't fall in any of those categories and, you know and, and, and most totally people wouldn't your... fall in those categories yeah, if I mean, they are and i'm, I'm totally it the right on your way. side when you say you find it valuable yeah. because i agree with that i don't yeah. have anything to say against that but i mean you know that you wouldn't jump around this is so fun and you also wouldn't abuse I it wouldn't. for sexual purposes so true. why wouldn't you do it but, again you but know? for me 
personally, mm-hmm. because I'm just generally in life, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just that, mm-hmm. as we've o- already mm-hmm. touched upon in yeah. certain previous episodes, and it's also going to come with the recreational drug mm-hmm. use one. I'm someone who likes to leave, you know, what you might call a very clean life, like mm-hmm. generally from morning to evening. I am mm-hmm. just super cautious with putting substances in my yeah. body that you know, create huge uh, shifts of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. And I know many people will, will be like, oh, but you also drink coffee. Well, I actually don't drink coffee because that's the thing. I, In general, I yeah. like to be very in tune with who I am made to be right. by nature. Right. Yeah. And I can get into um, states of altered consciousness through other things, you know, through yeah. physical activity, yeah. through playing the piano, mm. through sexual intercourse mm. you know i mean there are ways to do it and i feel like these are then earned ways and ways yeah. where i'm mentally also completely prepared to see whatever mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. shown to me i think this 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 like word that we keep coming back to like earning is. yes yeah. and i totally understand what you mean and i i always i have to say like i have huge respect for this quote by um Carl Jung, who exactly when confronted with the question of psychedelic substance and everything, he um, said this very interesting quote, beware of unearned wisdom, you know, which yeah. is exactly what you're saying, that if you suddenly get like huge insight, but you have not earned it, you haven't like, you know, yet become the person that yeah. is able to digest yeah, 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 that yeah. wisdom, that can also, you know, overwhelm you and lead you down yeah. a bad path. Yeah. I totally understand that, right? But I say, that what, what, what I generally think with this like, earning and when you talk about you don't take substances that change this and this and that i mean the the chemical effect of those substances are at this point clear in a way i mean they're not because i mean they're so in a way powerful and 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 you know they 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 help you enter a realm that is very high very difficult to, it's very difficult to explain with scientific means. But, I mean, we do know that it, you know, expels certain hormones, um, you know, serotonin and dopamine, things that we have and we produce anyway just in higher amounts. Or it's like a oh God, dopamine uptake inhibitor or something like that. I mean, don't quote me on this at all. <laughs> we know, like, that what, what these things do and we know how long they stay in our bodies. We know that they, uh, you know, that, that it's not something that changes your chemistry. There are drugs that change your um, brain chemistry, chem- chemistry long term. These are not those you some know? do some do like I read about that just a half an hour ago <laughs> um, like I mean I already kind of told you yesterday but um, for example MDMA has long term effects on your brain where that can then cause like I think it was memory loss, like less concentration. But it depends. I mean, we're depression. talking about consumption of four times a year. We're not talking about no, no, consumption exactly. I'm of... I'm saying like regular, yeah, right. long but term. This is yeah. ne- like everything that is... Re- like we, this thing does not happen regular and long. Like, you know, this thing happens very, very... Like on special occasions with, first of all, a reason why. Like either whether it is a reason of intention or like, you know, on like celebratory occasions, like things marking a new life uh, chapter or something mm-hmm. like that. Like or New Year's. New Year's, yeah. birthdays, I don't know, things like that. Um, first of all. And second of all, also with a subsequent, you know, having to work on the, you know, on what you were shown in that experience. Yeah. So in, in the way that I'm talking about using them, they don't have any like uh, influence on your brain you chemistry. Know, yeah, I mean, I, I want to add that if I were at a point in my life where I feel that there is something that I just really cannot handle and, you know, I've exhausted all my resources mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. truly lost or depressed or I don't know, whatever, I would not exclude doing that mm-hmm. because I do see mm-hmm. it as something that, you know, could, uh, as you say, like help you there. But maybe it's also just because I'm just talking for me personally, you know, right. if someone asked me and, you know, someone for example is uh, emotionally a very complicated person and Mm -hmm. you know says should I do it I would say yes and I'm actually excited for that person to do it yeah but for me because right now you know I feel pretty good and Mm -hmm. um, I feel like all the issues that I have and of course there are many um, (laughs) not saying I don't have issues I can address through different means Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel like this is going to be so essential but if and which I probably will be, mm-hmm. you know, at some mm-hmm. point at this uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, at this state where this could help me, I would be open to doing it. Now, and now comes beca- because the you next, know, the, I would sorry. say, I mean, you, you keep saying, you know, it helps people come off weed, for example, or helps cure depression and all no. that. And, and that's true. But I, I'm not at a point right. where I'm experiencing yeah. Yeah, this yeah, type yeah. of thing. But now we, we come to the next, I would say, um, perspective on it which is also i think one that i was like gravitating a lot towards which is two things first of all um sure you might have your tools to handle with the things that you are aware are complicating your life but i am convinced that so much of our everyday behavior and long-term behavioral patterns are influenced by our subconscious and our like unconscious minds And we are, I would say, very naive to think that we can, like the degree of influence we have on that in our everyday lives, I feel is very, very small. Yeah. Um, And so, first of all, I think that no matter how amazing you are in your, I would say, normal consciousness state, the, the, I would say, insight you could achieve in the alternate consciousness is more. It might be that you in your natural state have more insight through whatever reason than like, you know, another person in his or her mm-hmm. normal state because you've gone to therapy because, you know, you're an artist, you're in tumor, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, countless reasons. But you yourself have that extra. No, uh, completely that's, agree. That's the first but, thing, right? But yeah. I would say that I would be a huge fan of working on that through not through substances but as we mentioned before through all these other ways that you can get into that subconscious and for example something that you introduced me to by the way mm-hmm. um the cool. Wim Hof method yeah. yeah which um we've already talked about we don't need to talk about it again but anyway it's this combination of being exposed to the cold and breathing exercises and um willpower and stretches and everything and um he actually also was asked in an interview about psychedelics and he said Why do you need to use psychedelics? Mm-hmm. You can do all of that just by doing these things. And I completely agree with you mm-hmm. when you say, you know, that we don't know what's going on in yeah. our subconscious, but then get to that uh, point mm-hmm. by doing that, mm-hmm. by, again, earning it. Right, yeah. But I mean, the, the, like, to get to that point that you're talking about, it's not just, you know, having a cold shower no, every not. morning and breathing. It's not. It's much more than that. No, but I, I mean... Wh- It's the level of, like, the people that get to that. I mean, for example, I would say that family member that we spoke about in um, his initiation, yeah. he spent uh, six days without food, I think, two, two yeah, and a half days without water, yeah. all of that time in darkness, complete darkness. Um, like, you know, sure. I and, and I, by the way, I find that to be an experience that is extremely intriguing and I find valuable. You know, I would never exclude to maybe try this type of thing out as well but if we're talking about trying to get these because i mean these insights are valuable whether you've earned them through not eating six days or whether you've um gotten to them through taking a psychedelic substance right like the insights remain the same no i'm just saying so the the question is why would you deprive yourself of those insights without going through that like i wouldn't practical no I, i wouldn't deprive myself It's just it, the other method resonates more with me, and I, under, I understand with that. me personally. I, I understand, that. and then by the way, because you, um, you, when you were when you um, interrupt, not interrupted me when you told <laughs> me that thing before, I was just about to say the second thing, which is a thing that I find very interesting. Of course, that is more speculation than fact, but I mean those substances occur in nature; they have been around probably longer than our human race has been around, but definitely longer than our human race has been around. And it is definitely true that humans have interacted with those substances um, for a very, very long time. But the speculation part comes in is that even within the documented, like... um, Uh, very developed cultures, like, for example, the ancient Greek culture and things like that, there is speculation that, for example, the illusion circles, the ones that, you know, people would go and... The illusion mysteries, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. They would go and no one really knows what would happen, right. but then they would come back and have this incredible insight. And we know that, like, you know, famous philosophers, Greek philosophers, went to them. We know that, like, f- um, very important figures of um, ancient Greek history were part of those, you know? So because we, like... I feel like it is no coincidence 
that, for example, a great Greek philosopher access to such great thinking might have participated in events like that. Yeah. And for me, that means that absolutely it requires responsibility. It requires moderation. It requires, you know, preparation. Um, It requires after, you know, afterwards to really do the work that has been presented to you. But I do think that it can make you a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, in in a different way than all the other things that yeah. we just mentioned, and I agree with that. But I also think it's very specifically the substances. I'm, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about now, right? But but I also think it's very dangerous to tie your um, bettering yourself mm-hmm. to or the the result. You know, mm-hmm. your success in bettering yourself to the use of a substance. I believe that these philosophers or whatever would have gotten to the exact same insights that they got to with maybe maybe it would have taken them longer, could be. I mean, I, I don't know. Right. Of course, we, we never don't even know, know right? they took it. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Like, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that the pivotal thing was that they took that. I think that the pivotal thing was that they were curious, that they went there, that they set the intention, that they l- maybe <laughs> sat there mm-hmm. for 12 hours and thought about it. And I don't think that the key thing mm-hmm. was the substance. I think that you could probably get the same amount of great insights if you did the exact same thing of journeying just without the medicine. You know, as as we were also told, the medicine is actually the least important right. thing. Yeah, yeah. But very often I feel like it suddenly becomes the most important Yeah, but thing. that's because you're so skeptical of it, you know? Yeah, because, okay. And that's why you're like, ah, but not without the medicine. I mean, I, to be honest, I, you know I'm currently working on like a, a, a concept of yeah, replacing yeah. the medicine. I wanted to me. tell that in the stories. Oh, yeah. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> don't doing anything. don't mention not, it. I'm yet. not doing a single thing. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, but uh, <laughs> no, right, right, right. No, yeah, but but I would say that it is, you know, very. I don't even know what to call it, romanticized thinking or something that, mm-hmm. you know, humans, we can do it all just by sheer willpower no, and concentration but it's not just and that. focus. It's, it's not, for example, you, very specifically, yeah. in the past, let's say, six, seven, eight months, yeah. have told me, I'm like, you've done some po- positive improvements in mm-hmm. your life. And you told me, I'm really convinced that this comes from this journey. And I always tell you, because I really believe that, no, I mm-hmm. don't believe that this no. comes from this journey. It's not incredible willpower. It's just you finally decided to do something and you're doing yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't think that you should credit the journey. You should credit no, no, yourself. No, I totally agree. But the journey is not separate from me. The journey no, but, is but a you, part you're of very me. much, when we're having this, you're, you're like crediting the medicine not what yeah right? i mean no 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 wait i'm crediting the entire first of all i'm not crediting it yeah i'm okay. just saying that it was a contribute contributing factor yeah that there's, i'm not saying like without it it would have never worked and okay with it it was the only reason why it worked yeah. i'm just saying that it was a contributing factor and i don't think it's a coincidence that all these things kind of because uh, it was like improvements in different areas or like changes of perspective happened after me focusing on exactly these perspectives exactly these topics in the journeys right yeah but i think but, if but, you would have focused on them in the same intentional right, kind of right. way Without but, the medicine, you would have also gotten to the same conclusions. Very, I mean, you're in, right. I mean, very power, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say like, oh no, I wouldn't yeah, have been able yeah. to do it. But I'm just saying, like the way it turned out, I felt like it was a perfect example of how to use this tool in a way that very noticeably yeah. improved someone yeah, in this case just, my life yeah and, and and not saying that oh if i suddenly you know didn't have access to this tool anymore i would be totally lost on how to improve my life without yeah. it i'm just saying that it is it combines so many things that i would say um creates motivation for me you know the first thing is the thing that you actually mentioned which is that you um dedicate Two days to yeah. just bettering, to finding out ways to better yourself for one specific for one thing you're unsatisfied yeah. about. Yeah. That is good no matter what you did. If you were just spend, to spend those two days in meditation thinking about it, it would also be incredibly potent. Yeah. For sure, right? That's one thing. But then there is the, I would say, spiritual meaning-packed aspect to it, which I but would say also get that fulfills or the... satisfies a very deeply-seated human Desire but but and the spiritual feeling, you could also get that without the medicine, right? Or would you say no? I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, I, the, what I mean is that you know, you you are in this you know p- place that you've made sacred. There yeah, is the that's altar. What I, mean. That, I mean, you mean without the medicine? Yeah, without yeah, the medicine. exactly. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you you can do that without the medicine, yeah. right? I mean, there's and then of course the last thing is that of like 
you've you've you felt the influences of a substance like that. I mean, by the way, we keep on, there are many different substances that do different things. Right. Um, but generally I would say what you can kind of you know, probably I would say that, you know, chemists and people that are actually, you know, chemically um uh, seeing the different effects of the substance will probably crucify us now by saying like they all kind of do the same thing <laughs> but I mean what they end up doing is they influence you in a way I describe the way I describe it is it does two things one thing is it kind of pulls pulls the veil from all the like it kind of very easily separates things that we tell ourselves that is kind of like you know uh um, remnants of what society tells mm-hmm. us or like, you know, uh, inner pressures that we feel we have fulfilled. It separates these inner comments from like things that we truly believe and things that we actually want. Like, you know, that this is the one thing. And then the other thing is it creates an emotional feeling of, I would say, great like love and compassion for yourself yeah, and totally. others. Of, of love. Of love and, and compassion. Of- towards others you just want to love the whole world <laughs> yeah, yeah but but it's not it's not like the love the whole world like you would for example experience with people on alcohol that you know have that side mm-hmm. of being like like dragging like oh, i just want to hug you it's not that necessarily no, it's consciously you know? loving it's exactly right? it's consciously loving and what, what you said today like also loving yourself it's exactly yeah. it's loving yourself and it is you being like and, and it, it does i would say create honesty towards yes. yourself that is, I would say, the most valuable thing and that it in does. A, um, I mean, I'm just quoting what you said, but in a way where you don't condemn exactly. yourself, but you're doing yeah. it like you're yeah. forgiving to yourself. And I would say that it's the honesty part that I keep coming back to because, of course, you know, there is a level of dishonesty that goes around the, in the world that we are conscious of. Yeah. You know, like uh, th- th- there are so many, le- I mean, there is like straight, uh, r- like straight up lying, which is, you know, obviously, you know, when you're yeah. doing that, then there is like the a bit more subtle dishonesty of, you know, putting on a mask, depending on who you see, putting on a brave face when you feel vulnerable, you know, there is mm-hmm. that level. But then there, I think there is a constant uh, dishonesty, I would say, apparatus inside of us that is happening, which is unconscious. Where it's like, you know, it's because we have these deep-seated fears. And of course, it's, yeah. And childhood uncovering trauma. childhood yeah. trauma. That it's not intentional. It just is there, but it is yeah. harmful. It, that, it, it, it could potentially lead yeah. to, you know, no, worse things. Yeah. And it's the fact that you can kind of uncover that level that layer of dishonesty that suddenly the insight comes. Mm-hmm. It, to me, at least that's how I feel. Yeah, and I mean, you I, can I, tell me everything about therapy and everything, and, and and sure, again, but that kind of straight access to your true core or self, whatever, wherever that may be, that is something that you know you can only experience in an altered state of mind. You can experience it making music. Also, an alternate yes. set of mind. You Although, know, for sure, yeah. But I do think that you can also experience it in therapy. I wouldn't exclude that. Maybe you sure. know, if you're deep into the session, or if you do this mm-hmm. uh, type of, I don't know what to call it in English, but where you, you know, family constellation. Ah, yeah, family constellation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There, yeah. for example, you can definitely experience it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, this kind of, you know, suddenly you feel, yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. mind shift. I wouldn't exclude it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's not as strong, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, I just wanted to mention one thing. Uh, I mean, generally agree with everything you said, but I remember the very first journey that we did. And as soon as the substance hit me, I was lying next to my boyfriend. And I remember telling him that it was the first, first thing I said was, do you think we can take some of those pills back home? <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because it's such a warm, fuzzy feeling. Mm-hmm. that you're feeling and I just thought that feels really nice right now mm-hmm. and then in the next moment I thought wait what mm-hmm. you know what was that right and but I mean the wait what is yeah, exactly but, why you would right you know, not no, but you know you know me right mm-hmm. many people wouldn't think wait what I just wanted to you know right put that in there um but generally I mean to also maybe kind of conclude my position mm-hmm. on this um I totally see the value of it there the two things that bother me let's say or that um kind of stop me from doing it is one this unearned thing mm-hmm. that we talked about mm-hmm. a lot this mm-hmm. unearned wisdom thing and the other, th- other thing is this I find very close connection to then somehow shifting to not using it so mindfully anymore for example 
even you <laughs> have used these substances as a party drug, um, not in the same mm -hmm. dose, but you have. Mm -hmm. And I feel like once you're in it and because it's so nice and because it's not nearly as negative as alcohol, then it suddenly becomes quick. Mm -hmm. And, and um, for example, then you... I feel like the danger is there that then you suddenly do take something and you're outside in the forest and who knows, you might climb a tree and think that you can fly, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, okay, sure. But again, I, I just feel like the, the, the danger is very close and that's the one, <clears throat> the one danger. And the other thing, the danger that I see is that at some point, if, if you do it all the time, you might feel like that's the only way to connect fundamentally with someone. Yes, and, I, see, I see what you're saying. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's also very dangerous if the only way you can create a meaningful evening or not just meaningful, but like an amazing experience is like, okay, hey, we're going to do this because mm -hmm. this is going to be a very mm -hmm. memorable experience. Um, then, you know, you might lose the actual... Yeah, yeah uh, totally. And and I agree with that 100%. I just think that the the things that I mentioned in the beginning, the set setting right. uh, medicine but then combination. How would you? I was I was getting to that. Okay. The set setting medicine combination of thing, um, actually excludes exactly the potential that you're just like, ooh, every time I want to have a deep connection with someone, I'm gonna do this in order because I mean. Unless you only want to have a deep connection with someone, you know, once every semester or something, then fine, you know, but I mean, yeah. I want to connect to people every time I meet people, you know, and for me to create, so it's like impossible, I would never, it would never even occur. And the other thing is that, again, it's not connecting to people, although, of course, it is a side effect, I would say, and if you've got like, you know, I feel like it is being used a lot. I mean, I've seen it in my uh, very close vicinity, mm -hmm. that people totally use it to mm -hmm. connect to people. Because right. they feel like it's also something very giving. Let me show you this, and you know, let me be the one that shows you this. No, but 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 let me be the one that shows you this tool to get to know yourself better, not to get to know me better. No, 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 you not, not to I mean? get to know me, but you know, kind of have this experience. Yeah, but together. but right, but I would say that the experience is. Like the experience is at the center, not the fact that mm -hmm. it's happening together is at the center, you know? Yeah. Like, like uh, at least the way I have experienced yeah. it so far. And I mean, even if it were not, you know, with the, with the experience for yourself or, or still, I mean, obviously the amount of times you indulge or you let yourself d decide to go to that, you know, level of specialness, mm -hmm. if you do it every other weak obviously you're totally uh, misusing it but that is the same for, for for any any anything you know so i mean obviously i mean i would say that to avoid all of that is i have given myself this like quote unquote limit of three to four times a year right and the way the reason why i've given it but to myself you've already used up this year <laughs> no yeah. oh okay yeah, yeah. just, I have. just asking no no i mean and, 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 and but i don't i don't really see a reason why i would do it Okay. Until the end of the year, okay. you know, there is yeah, nothing yeah. there. I would say like, well, oh, I really want to do it, you know. Yeah. So, um, the but but what I was saying is uh, the reason why I've given myself that limit is because um, I realized that usually whenever I, you know, like the the the, the which means that you know the, the the shortest apart journeys would have been like through four months apart, right? Mm -hmm. like and um, I've realized that that's the least amount of time I need to really integrate the things that I learned in the last yeah. journey. Yeah. Like, if, like if, if I do a journey and then let's just say three weeks later I were to do another one, I wouldn't even know where to, where to start. You know, mm -hmm. I haven't even integrated the last one yet. What shall I do yeah. with this next heap of insight, you know? Mm -hmm. That's why I've given myself this like about three to four times a year limit. Um, by the way, I give myself that limit including the, including the party drug but then But then you're above this year. I haven't done it a single time as a party this year. I mean, we're not going to count out now on count the podcast. Them. Like, there must have been some tea. <laughs> There's no tea. <laughs> okay. Okay. Point taken back. <laughs> Point taken back. Kiryli has not gone over her personal no. limit. <laughs> no. But, um, but to, to, to give you that party thing, I mean, that's the one where I'd be the first to say it's the, the unnecessary one. That is definitely the most, I would say, hedonistic approach. Mm -hmm. In that situation, I think it was, obviously, by the way, the dosage is significantly less. So I, it's not even a psychedelic, you know, thing. It's where just you start, a feel-good thing. It's just a feel-good yeah. thing, for sure. Um, it's obviously instead of alcohol. So, I mean, for me, it's like if you go out and drink a lot, or not even a lot, drink enough to feel the consequence of alcohol, it's just as 
harmful or unnecessary as yeah. going out and doing that. It's, yeah. For me, it's, it's, it's no, the same thing. What, what right? I'm saying, what I'm saying I mean, you is, wouldn't again, go and drink alcohol no, no, for no, that No, no, I mean, what I'm saying as a replacement for alcohol, I, I get it. But what I'm saying is that I feel like once you're in it, suddenly the lines become blurrier and then you start using it for that. And then again, we have negative examples right. in our yeah, surroundings but, but where then... I, I understand, I understand, but... but I would say that the uh, the the like the way I take that substance as a party drug, which by the way is also not one of the more psychedelic substances. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's a, yeah. a different thing. But I take something that is not alcohol, mm -hmm. and when I say take, is like literally the last time I took it as a party drug was one and a half years ago. Like I would like to stress that these are not regular <laughs> yeah. things; these are things that happen on rare occasions yes. for situations where I feel it's worth it. You yeah. know, like I wouldn't do it every time I go out. Obviously I said one and a half years ago is the last time I did it. Right. Um, over one and a half years ago, almost two years ago. Um, so in any case, like, um, I, the, the, the reason why I did it there, I think more goes into the like recreational drug use, uh, yes, episode totally. type of situation. Yeah, it does. Um, no, it, not it that does. I condone general recreational drug yeah. use, but I'm just saying that rather than like this being, uh, a side effect of um, yeah. appreciating no, but do you understand what I'm saying? That, one, that once you're in it, depending on the person, you know, it gets blurrier I'm, with the also, let's walk around, let's go yeah, into the forest, yeah. let's do I this, mean, let's do, and if you have access to it, mm -hmm, let's, mm -hmm, I mean, let's mm -hmm. pretend that this is going to be mm -hmm. easily accessible mm -hmm, to you for whichever mm -hmm. reason, um, that then somehow it gets, the danger is there. The potential is there to then, for example, okay, because it's less dangerous than alcohol, I can also drive while using it. Also seem I that. I totally understand you, this, you know, the slippery slope yeah, yeah. situation you're describing. But I would say the danger is less there with these substances than with all the other potentially okay. abusable yeah. aspects around us in life. You yeah. know? I would say that, and, and not just in terms of alcohol, so I would say the danger is always there to misuse something that is potentially strong. You know, yeah. But I would say that the, the way the substances work usually discourage such behavior mm -hmm. rather than encourage it. And I would say that the situations that you are thinking of when you're thinking about the like, irresponsible use, yeah. it's, it's so much more went into that. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's a combination of, yes, very easy access, but also like making med medicine journeys the main content of your life, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that, by the way, within that context, maybe we need to, you know, adjust our, our criteria. But because if I think of traditionally the shamans of a tribe, obviously would do it every time. But the the people in the tribe that, you know, like, I don't know, the coming of age journey, you did it once when you came of age, the marriage journey. I mean, this is, by the way, me just, this is not actual proof of that, you know. Yeah. So if this is what you are, if this is your life's mission, you know, to bring journeys to people, I would say that maybe this four times a year is a little bit restrictive. However, of course, the more access you have to it, the more you do it, the more responsibility responsible yeah. you have to be so the more self-reflection and honesty and da, 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 it takes to do that responsibility justice i mean and in, also within those figures we know someone who was able to do it justice and someone who in our eyes was less able to yeah. do it justice and i also think it's important to never lose the ability or or the belief that you can first of all reach amazing conclusions in your life and feel love and feel warm and fuzzy without it because Absolutely. i feel like this kind of if you want to call it maybe emotional uh dependence or yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know addiction yes. psychological yeah. addiction yeah. i don't know to that oh this is such a fun feeling yeah <laughs> you know this could also be a danger of you know every cool event needs to have this or it's not going to work. Which, yeah, but I mean, but th this perspective is one where you've already taken the wrong turn. Yes. It's not one that's like, yeah, some events need this. No, it's, it's, it's nothing to do with yeah. making a, an ordinary event extraordinary. Right. It's never yeah. that. Yeah. It is creating an event to start with yeah. that has a specific sp purpose, yeah. which has to do with self-betterment. And I mean, I just want to say uh, towards the end, before we, because I guess we're, we're getting to the end, right? There's so much we could talk about. But. Yeah, but I mean, before we get into our stories, that I, I do think that there is going to be a point in my life in the future where I'm going to do another journey. 
I just want to put that out Sorry. there. I'm, I'm not excluding it at all, but I also feel very strongly about being careful, being careful, and also about it being the right choice for me mm-hmm. to have abstained and to keep abstaining from this for a while and using different avenues to getting right inside. Which, by but, the way, this perspective I respect one million percent. Yeah. Totally. And if you want to first do a six day not eating <laughs> in the darkness journey together, maybe, I'm thinking of maybe. Maybe I mean, that's coming up. Maybe that. I mean, to be honest, like, we're I don't be know. Sharing the experience here. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever have like I don't know the, the time and like the, the, the way the way to do it because I mean six days is, is a long time. Six days is more than nothing, two days, especially if you've got two young kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I find the idea so intriguing. I mean, you. I mean, this is probably. So much more psychedelic than the actual substance. Of course, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's much more extreme. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Very Gonna interesting. work this out. So, um, yeah, if anyone else wants to, tr- no. <laughs> <laughs> Big disclaimer: Don't try this at home. <laughs> so, um, can I tell my story? Right, tell your story. So, my story actually is um, something that I was super impressed by when you started telling me about the concept and started realizing it because it's basically taking this whole concept of journeying without the medicine. (laughs) Well, different medicine. Different medicine, which is music and basically creating a shamanic concert experience. So basically um, Kiveli is developing or has already developed this uh, concert concept where you do the exact same things that you would in a journey just in a little amount of time yeah you set an intention and then you do the meditation but there's music specifically played by Kiveli on the piano and then in the end you integrate but everything on the same evening of course Mm -hmm. um and I think that this is something extremely powerful that has extreme potential and I love that you're using the medicine of music right yeah and um I've never been to one of those, but I will come for sure. Come in February. Uh, it's happening in Hamburg. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, no, I'm also super excited. And by the way, I have to admit that the first time mm-hmm. I did it, well, when I when I did it, um, that I was skeptical how deep you can go without the, I would say, medicinal, traditional yeah. substance yeah. just with music. And I was really, really overwhelmed by how deep I felt that we mm-hmm. all could go mm-hmm. strictly with music. I which, can imagine. I mean, yeah. does absolutely speak to the fact that the most valuable thing that you do is that you actually dedicate time right. to yeah, uh, yeah, think yeah. about something that's important And the space, the, the spirituality exactly. like, yeah, 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 of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to tell my story because it was such a nice story. <laughs> and my story is like, it's like a bit, it's, it's like a, a, a tiny thing that I remember kind of. But it's like, it's just this tiny story that because it's like in this party drug context. And we were together at that event. And obviously I drank the tea and you didn't drink the tea. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and I remember that, you know, and that was, by the way, one of the times that I was significantly older already. Mm-hmm. And I was much more... Understand. We're going to say significantly older than you. No, no, <laughs> that was no. One of the times. I was significantly older. Than you. No, and 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 I was like very aware of okay, you know, this is this is now going to happen, and mm. this is and you know like oh, this feels like this and that, and I could you know. So anyway, and and I remember like I was dancing at the front, and I was having a force of really nice time. Also mainly because the mu- like we were at, at 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 a concert. It wasn't even a party; it was a concert, right? Yeah. And the music, but like a, an electro swing concert, um, and and the music was just insanely amazing. So I was just loving it, and then. I remember I was going back to you and your boyfriend, who's also very much a <laughs> Not non-substance partier. or party oh, or yeah, person. Yeah, okay. And I was like, it wasn't that I was in a different wavelength, because I mean, you love to party, but it was just like, <laughs> totally different realm. Like, it because was. it was also like, you and him... It's not like you had just started dating, but I think that you hadn't gone out that much. Is that fair to say? Up to that point, to like such an event, mm, and yeah. he was visibly That's uncomfortable, true. and you That's were like true. trying to kind of like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, generally, you know, we don't go out to such yeah, yeah, events yeah, yeah, yeah. that much. And you yeah. were like kind of trying to also make him feel good, and you were like kind of hanging back, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the uh, crowd, like having a good time, and I was going back. But what I remember is that afterwards, we were when we went back home, we were having this discussion about. Um, kind of why this music is also so um, heart, like uh, heart opening or like so effective. Yeah. 
as opposed to, not as opposed to, but additionally to classical music, yeah. you know, because this was like electro swing music and it was like, we, I really loved it. And you were telling me like, yeah, you're only loving it because you're oh. on the substance. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I truly love it. No, I didn't say you only, I said, I think that you're loving it extremely right now. You were on the level of like, this was a life changing concert. You know, it was everything. I remember you were saying everything was perfect. Like the wavelengths, the way that solo came in, the way that notes, everything. I stand by that statement. <laughs> and I was I'm just super like, like, okay, I what? mean, okay. I stand by that statement. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was like, okay, I mean, I don't know if it was that, you know, <laughs> spiritually the most perfect no, concert it was, it was ever. <laughs> it was so good as a musician yes. the way you were like yeah but it was know. I think that because exactly as a musician I'm like so appreciative when things yeah you know no, no, are totally. so emotionally effective and potent yeah. and like but you, you that, no I mean in all seriousness you don't think that it played a role that you were also in the warm fuzzy feeling where everything I'm sure I'm anyway. sure that 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 it, that it enhanced it I'm I mean, sure that it great. enhanced okay. it, but I, I, that's all I, I don't think, yeah, I, I'm sure it enhanced it, but I don't think what enhanced it was like the level of happiness I felt yeah. from that yeah. event, yeah. you know, um, but, but the things that I said and the things that I felt like the specific things that I found particularly impressive, I think it would have been found equally impressive okay. without. Okay. Because I mean, what I was saying wasn't like, ah, oh, you know, it may, what I was saying was like, I was impressed by the fact that that one saxophone solo that literally consisted of like four notes, you know, like it, it was kind of set up in a way in like how, how like, you know, um, instant the effect of it was, you know, it, and, and, and I was so impressed by the fact that it was like literally just four notes. Something which, by the way, corresponds to like some classical music, like, you know, yeah. three, four harmonies yeah. and you're like, your heart is melted, okay. you know? And it, so, I mean, that's like the type of things I, I was saying. But um, I am going to see that band without anything. And I promise I'm going to come back equally. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I mean, that uh, was a very definitely interesting, interesting discussion. I think that we were... We, we, we found each other much more than when we usually speak yeah. about this, in a way, probably because we're, like, aware of the potential <laughs> eyes looking at us. Um, but, yeah, I'm also excited about the recreational yeah. drug use. I think it's episode. not going to be the next no. episode. We don't know exactly what the next one's going to be, actually. No, not yet. We still have to think about that, but it's coming up in, like, maybe three, two, three episodes. The exactly. recreational yeah, drug yeah. one. Yeah, Which are, yeah, it's a totally different topic. Totally yes. different topic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so thanks very much for watching. Sending lots of love to you all. Bye. Bye. You're listening to The Sister Drill with Danai and Kiveli. <laughs>